<laughs> we're live. We don't even have an intro. No countdown. Whoa. There What's we go. What's up, everybody? This is Aaron, and this is Joe. Joe is calling in from Disneyland. This is the Daily Hi-Fi. Where's Chana at today? Do we know? I have. I don't know. He's out of pocket today? Okay. Yeah. No worries. We can yeah. carry this thing without him, at least for a little bit, until he wakes up and remembers. Hopefully, um, hopefully it's not too loud over here. They no, constantly have music playing, so I'm trying to position myself off axis to these speakers. Off axis. You know yeah. what I mean? So, to reduce that treble response. Are they omnidirectional, though? That's the real question. No, I don't think so. Listen, to all the viewers out there, here's a question that I've asked these guys before privately. Why is it that when I turned 40, I started breaking out again like I was a teenager? Look, I got one coming in right there. Okay, just like little... Little all over the place. Is, is it? Am I eating too much chocolate? I don't know, man. Maybe. Is that right? Maybe. I don't get it. I don't get it. But it happened. So there we are. Hmm. Now maybe I understand maybe why your I maybe your testosterone is kicking in again. <gasps> you know what I mean? <sighs> roll. Oh my gosh, dude! I just gave myself a headache. <laughs> I'm lightheaded now. So, uh, since you're on your phone, you probably can't see everybody, so I'll just give the quick shout-outs to everybody that's already in that I see right now. Tim, what's up? Parker, what's up? Parker has some questions that have been started. Junior OG, sup? Michael Squires. Oh, hold on. We got Keeping Up with the Joneses. Is Joe at Disney again? Yes, he is, because Joe has an annual pass to Disneyland. Sorry, I didn't mean to put your dirty laundry out there for everybody. Right. So, let's see. We've got uh, Larry. Right. We've got Junior what's OG. What's up, Larry? Junior OG. What's up, everyone? Mr. Junior, Mr. JR, but Mr. Junior is what I'm calling it. <laughs> hey, we're we're just celebrating because you know we survived that crazy hurricane. You know what I mean? Yeah, I heard about that, man. Five, man. Let me see that. I'm glad that you're Look all right. You want to see the aftermath? Look at the aftermath over here. Marv. Look at that. Look at that. I think there's a leaf over here somewhere. Oh, there's a, a leaf. Yeah, it's pretty it was pretty crazy. That's that's nuts, man. Yeah, I'm just glad I think that it made one of the one of the the like acorns fall off one of the trees. Oh man, were uh, Chip and Dale around to snatch it up though? <laughs> yeah, listen, yeah, but, uh, I never see you post like not publicly, of course, but even in the private chats, I never see a picture of you with any of the characters. Why do you not do character meet and greets? Uh, why am I not with? I have I have a picture with Minnie Mouse. With many, but like anybody, like I don't know, Jafar or a princess or something like that, you know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't I remember know. one time I was I gave Minnie Mouse a kiss on the cheek, and I thought, like, I hope no other people have kissed this cheek today. So she's excited <laughs> though. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think they're allowed to talk. <clears throat> no. You know that? Like I, I heard them, like you know, we had that because it's uh, it's Gracie's birthday today, so we had the you know, I don't know what it's called, but like the, all the char a character breakfast or something like that. Mm -hmm. Y'all come by and they say what's up, you know? Yeah. And they're not, they don't talk; they just like click with their mouth. <sighs> Did you ever see? I don't know if they had it at Disney World. <clears throat> I'm sorry, Disneyland, because they had it at Disney World. Uh, the the talking Mickey who could respond and converse. Yeah, it was like maybe that, lasted a year. But it was pretty cool, man. I don't know why they got rid of it, though. I, I really don't know. But they had a Disney World for a little while. I think they're they're scared they might say something like inappropriate. You know, if yeah. they don't talk, they can't say anything wrong. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it was it was cool though. Like they could actually interact with them. And I don't know if it was like pre-recorded messages. That was the thing that I was always unsure about because there was a huh? little bit of a delay. And how they were going to reply to you. And I was like, is somebody like controlling something? Or, oh, I see. You know, like I just wasn't sure. But the mouth would move with it. Like that's what was crazy. Is it? I mean, yeah. if you're a young kid, I hope no young kids are watching. If you're a young kid, you think it's legit. I mean, even as an adult, I was like, that's pretty impressive. So. Yeah. Um, what you call it? You know, there was a Chewbacca over here, right? Mm hmm. And uh... like, yeah, you, you got to make, you know, I, you know, want to take a picture and I was like, and he's like, he told me, shh. That was pretty good. I was like, what? I couldn't, I didn't understand. But uh, I think, I think it might be that, you know, maybe one of the other families might hear the, 
the war cry. Uh, and they might think that he he did it, and then they're gonna be, hey, can you do it again? And be like, no, I can't. Yeah. So he just told me to. to. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, anything anything audio related that's new with you? No, not really. Actually, there is, but you got a couple uh, questions. Somebody, somebody was just asking Marv. Would, no, hold on. Oh, Mr. Jr. asked if the storms pass through your area, which I think you've already addressed. Did no, the storm not really. Pass through your area. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Honestly, it was uh, it was just like in my area, it was just rain, you know, just a little bit of rain. Yeah. So uh, I don't know about other areas. Maybe it was worse in other areas. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't all cracked up like they meant. You know, they made it seem it was going to be all crazy. But the thing that was annoying about this whole news thing was just that. While it was happening, like I could look outside the window and it was just like, um, oh, it's like rain, you know, mm-hmm. ordinary rain. But then I'd like just check on the news just to see what's happening. And they were making it sound like it was like all crazy, like all catastrophic, wreaking havoc on stuff. I'm like, look out the window. Like, no, that's not that's not what I see. So, yeah, maybe it's just a news thing. But it kind of made me realize after watching all this new stuff about, you know, sensationalized they have to sensationalize otherwise that's what sales people are going to tune in Dude, but if you make it like sound YouTube. crazy then they're going to tune in right yeah it's just like youtube's clickbait type yeah. stuff yeah. Man. there it is no one that's where you, you got to take notes you know what i mean yeah that's all you have to do it's tough we've had this conversation many times you know part of you wants to make a sensationalized thumbnail or a title but then the other part of you is like i just don't want to do that you know like i just feel like that's a level you know, so anyway, I know I, I have you, an answer man. though. I know how to do it though. I figured it out today. You can send uh, the, the answer is the answer is that you can make a sensational title and thumbnail and all that. Yeah. But your video has to live up to it. Yeah, it does. You know what I mean? If, yeah. If your video's that good, hey, you can you can make a crazy thumbnail, <laughs> thumbnail and title. But if it's a boring video and then you just make a crazy thumbnail, that's when it's like misleading. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that actually would be closer to real clickbait, right? Like you got to, that's the thing about click, you know, if it looks like a clickbait title, but the video is very much in tune with the title, then it's not really clickbait, you know? Yeah. Well, today you released a video on the THX, Monolith THX 8-inch subwoofer. Yeah. Oh, right? man. So. Did I changed the title. You did? I did. What, what was it originally and what did you change it to? Oh, well, it was originally just mono price, whatever, eight inch subwoofer. And then I was like, well, I'll make it because I talked about fast bass in it. So I was like, I'll put in fast bass in the title. And then about an hour later, I was like, I don't want to do that because I may actually make that a video, you know, and that's not what the video was about. So I don't want people like to, to click in just for that, like 30 second little side topic. I mean, if I'm going to do that, I'll make a real video dedicated to it. Yeah, well, definitely, definitely. There are some people who bit. For sure. Well, I had people commenting before that, and I thought, well, apparently that's what people are keying into, so I'll title it that. But then I changed my mind. Yeah, well, actually, actually, there was one comment that seemed like it kind of made sense, though. Uh, he said, like, it, something to do with, like, uh, you know, how it changes from one frequency to another, mm-hmm. something like that. I don't know that I'd be able to tell, you know, like, how well it changed frequencies. Like, if you did a sweep, like, oh, that, w- that sweep was so much cleaner. Yeah. Like, oh, that chirp. Yeah. That chirp was, oh my goodness. That's I think it has you- as much to do with what you hear in the room based on its location as the um, the alignment of the enclosure. You know, like if you put it in too small of a sealed enclosure and it's got a high Q peak. Yeah. Or something like around 50 hertz. And it's going to, I mean, at 50 hertz, it's going to pop. It's going to stand out. So it may sound quick or something like that. But, well, you know, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised actually that you uh, you tested it sealed. Yeah, well, it came. I asked, I asked Toby about that. Mm-hmm. I said, "Why is it? Why is there a uh, you know a port plug, but there's no spec on there? You know, on their website, you know, because they show all the different EQs. Yeah, there wasn't one for the port plug. Yeah, and I asked him like, "What is that for?" And he's like, "Uh, keep the bugs out." You know, during shipping. I said, really? Like, really? You're gonna, that's extra money. To, you know, that's a nice port. It's not like yeah. a, they just stuffed anything in there. So, I don't know. I don't know what to think about that. 
Yeah. I wonder how many people, I mean, I guess a lot of them would notice it, but it comes like that. So I, I was wondering how many people are going to take this out of the box, sit it down on the floor, plug in and go and think that it's ported when they've got it stuffed because it comes stuffed and they don't take the time to pull. And that little bung was hard to pull out, was it not? I was just like, come on, fingers. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. For sure. So uh, it, it does work with the port plug, though. Yeah. It, de it definitely still works, you know. Yeah. The response doesn't look ridiculous. No, um, it doesn't. But I was telling you privately, and I, I think I messaged or I, I left a comment that I have three of those subs. Mm -hmm. And I really like it. But I immediately uh, switched it over to EQ1. Yeah. Because it has the most extension, you know. To me, that's what's so so surprising about it because I think like the THX um, EQ is just the limiter is too uh, restricted. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah have you noticed that? Yeah, I mean the the output level is that what you mean? Well, they're they're trying so hard to like limit any sort of distortion. Yeah. Whereas I feel like mm, for the bass, let it have a little bit. You know. Yeah, give it like three dB <laughs> more output or something. A little you know? bit. Little tiny yeah. bit, you know, give it some more extension. That's fine. And they do give you that option there yeah. just by using the little switch. And I prefer to have the one, um, I think what's the difference? Like THX, I think is a 35 Hertz on that sub. Okay. And then if you hit it to EQ two, I think it's 30. And then EQ one is like 24. Oh, okay. So the difference. Yeah. I might actually retest it with those settings in place. I don't know. I I'll see. I'm just not sure because I had to do a full spin on it and that takes a while and I have to be four more configurations. I mean, that's, that's yeah. time. So did, we'll you, did you get a chance to check it with the, uh, the satellites? Yeah. Yeah. I actually hooked the satellites. Well, not up to it, but to the AVR. And, so satellite uh, plus subs and yeah, the two, just two satellites. I didn't use all cause I, Hobie asked me if I wanted just the sub or the satellites uh, like the kit. And I was like, ah, just send me the sub. Cause that's going to be cheaper to send back uh, and forth. So what did you think when you heard it? I was kind of, well, I can't, it's hard to say. Like, I was impressed for the output. But, dude, I'm I'm used to having, like, big big bass, you know, like in car audio and stuff like that. So, but when you when you talk about it in terms of size, it does the job, right? It supplements smaller bookshelf speakers. It does what it's supposed to do. Okay. So how about this then? We just, we both recently, not no, I guess not recently, but a few months ago, reviewed that cali audio system oh yeah right so cali audio and then a little desk uh base yeah. module and then yeah. two concentrics right mm -hmm. how do those two compare in your opinion oh I, the mono price is better for sure in my opinion and yeah. i think that is probably less expensive no 5.99 for the other one cali yeah. Audio. yeah yeah i mean you could buy the whole mono price 5.1 kit for 400 something bucks right so yeah that's what I, I thought too. That they dropped the price on the sub to two something. It used to be three something, right? And now it's two something. That's what I thought too. I thought like, uh, you know, that's why I had those in that comparison. I, I switched out the other ones. I'm like, man, this, this setup is hard to beat. You know, I get to it put is. the sub underneath. I don't have to have a base module on the top. I'm like, and it sounds, sounds pretty good. Yeah, no, it's pretty darn good. I was impressed. I, so, I'm getting the. Uh, I told you that I'm getting the Kef stuff and I'm getting the SBS micro, so those okay. will be interesting to test out and see. You know, now that I have, because it's hard to test stuff like that and and have in terms of data. Like you need something to compare it to, so you start to get your bearings right. It's like interpolation. You can't interpolate with just one data point. You got to have two, and you can start saying, okay, like these are starting to converge, and now I'm starting to see patterns here. And then yeah. somebody, one of my patrons, is sending me. The patron, um, they're sending me the eight inch JL Audio Dominion subwoofer to test out. I was like, all right, that'll be cool because that's like 1100 or 1200 bucks, I think, for the one sub compared to 200 something for this mono price. So the JL better be a good bit better. I'm sure the build quality is better. Yeah, but I was still speaking of build quality, I was impressed by the build quality on, on this little thing. Just the fact that they even braced it, I didn't even expect it to be braced, I really didn't. How about how about the rounded? I mean, yeah, like the I'm shape. always impressed by that. Like, I don't know how that's done on the cheap. Yeah, because obviously cheap, right? Inexpensive stuff, but like, right? The Andrew Jones stuff back in the day had the rounded cabinet. And it's just like a nice touch. Like, 
you could have just made it square. That would have been a lot less expensive. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Maybe. But uh, does that does that help with um like resonances uh yeah. to have it rounded like that? Yeah, it it can. I mean, at those frequencies, I don't know because the enclosure is relatively small. You know, mm -hmm. but it certainly can. And if it were playing higher frequencies, then it certainly can can matter more. But like I said, at those lower frequencies, I don't know how much that really matters. Mm -hmm. It might. Yeah. You know, I'm always surprised, though, because, like, it seems like uh, it's hard to impress you in your room with when it comes to bass. Right. Nothing like stuff that I've, I've listened to. I'm like, this has pretty good bass. And then when you review it, you're kind of like, bass is all right. You know, so I don't know if it's like a difference in expectation. Yeah. No, I, like maybe you're using it in a much bigger space. Yeah. Yeah. Is the that, that I'm listening to them in is you like cranking it. You like to crank it loud. Well, I mean. It's not even so much about the output. It's just about how low it can get, right? And a lot of these bookshelf speakers, if they get to 50 hertz, that's pretty much all that they're going to do. It's very rare that a bookshelf speaker gets lower than 50 or it's going to be super low in sensitivity. So it's just, it goes with it. But I always make sure to point that out because people watch these reviews or they read these reviews and they want to know how low is the bass? Do I need a subwoofer? I constantly get that question, even with bookshelf speakers. And I'm like, yes, almost without a doubt, you're going to need a subwoofer with any bookshelf speaker, you know, and even, oh, yeah. even the large majority of tower speakers are that way. You know, like I've, I've seen that be the case. They might get down to 30, but they ain't getting down to 20. Certainly not at any output capability. Yeah. I hear you. What size is your room that you tested? Oh God. I don't even know. I mean, I don't even have a, I haven't measured the room. Okay. I'll have to, I'll have to uh, do that sometime. I, I'm just kind of curious. That's one thing I'm always curious about. Is like, wonder like what the listening area is like. Just trying to think here. What's what's a reasonable? If I had to guess, I'd say maybe seventeen by twenty. And I'm okay. I'm really, I'm really guessing here. Uh, that's the the bedroom setup. But the bedroom's like mm -hmm. that's, that's what I've got in there. It's just my stereo setup, and then. The living room is where the TV is and the AVR and stuff like that. So I switch depending on what I'm trying to listen to. But the living room is maybe about the same size. I don't know. The, be the bedroom is probably bigger than the living room, actually. I see. But hey, I don't know. So, so last, uh, last week, I had Tim over, right, since he was visiting. And I showed him my system. You know, uh, I had uh, the 12-inch uh, RSL Speedwoofer. Speedwolfer 12S, right? Right behind the seat. Right behind his seat that he was sitting in. Yeah. Then I have a Monolith THX10 in one corner, and then I have a PV1000 Pro in another corner. You know, just kind of like a random random subs, you know? Kind of on purpose to see if I can, uh, you know, make them blend together decently, right? Yeah. Use my MSO skills. But um, have you ever noticed this? When you're demoing for somebody, it's like you, you kind of feel like you have to play it louder than you normally listen. Is that something that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, just to impress him, right? You're like, because Tim is like the type who's, uh, I don't think he's easy to, to be impressed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when I asked him about his, uh, the Monolith 16s, he got two of the Monolith THX 16 subs. Yeah. And I'm like, so how, how are they, Tim? Uh, yeah, they're pretty good. Pretty good. What do you that's mean, a, pretty good? That's pretty good. All right. Let pretty me, like, tell me something. Tell me about them. Yeah. So I figure if, if he's not complaining, then that's that's decent, you know. But he was he was just sitting there, like not really smiling, like just like it's pretty good. I'm like, all right, let me just keep turning it up then. <laughs> yeah. Just keep turning it up. Or just set the EQ to boost like 30 hertz only and just switch to that profile. That's it. Yeah. That's it. What? I was just wondering if you've experienced that where Actually, you're demoing for somebody. I, you know what? You don't even have to do that. Set it to boost 50 hertz. Because all these stock systems, people will be like, man, my bass and my stereo, like in my car sounds great. And then you'll get in and it's just like, dude, it's thumping. But you play a track that has 30 hertz in it or something and it's nowhere to be found. Yeah. And they, all, they all have that profile where it's like below 40 hertz or so. It just drops like a rock, you know. And they run these eight inch small little OEM subwoofers and there's just one of them. Even my car has that. And below 50, it just goes straight, almost yep. straight down, dude. That's why that's why I'm putting an 18 in. Gotta, I gotta have that low base. By the way, I see uh happy birthday to Reverend Slim. Yes. 
Indeed. It's easy to remember your birthday, sir, because same birthday as my daughter, which I do know. I, I know her birthday. I know my I know my wife's birthday. I know my other daughter's birthday. I know our anniversary date. Come on. Okay. You guys keep making fun of me about that. I don't know what you're I talking know. about, man. Let me just ask Angela, though, first. Yeah, you better verify. Let me walk around a little bit here. What's up, Ike? Find a place that's not too loud. Yeah, for real. While you're, for that, while you're doing that, uh, let's see here. Parker Tufts just got two of those monolith 5.1 systems in the mail, four satellite replaced, the height speakers in my living room. The rest will be bedroom 5.2. First time multi-sub, no receiver yet. Thoughts? So thoughts on the receiver. Can receivers do a multi-sub now, or do I need a separate device? Some can, right? Let's see. He's looking at Denon 3600H in the living room, but that is more channels and expense than I need for 5.2. Yeah, that's a good question. So what receivers will do 5.2? and not charge you for all sorts of channels that you don't need? That's a good question. Any Mark. ideas there, Joe? Did you catch that? No. I'm trying to I was I trying to find you, a place that's a little quieter, and then if you see me doing this, because I can't hear very oh. well from the phone, I kind of have to, like, what? loud here. Let's see here. I apologize. Um, Who says the like 3600 H? So what's the price on 3600 H? Because I don't I don't shop receivers, so you, you guys would definitely be asking the wrong folk. Um Chana would probably be the one to ask that question too. Um let's see here. So is this is this the question though? I'd like to hear Joe and Aaron's thoughts on the performance of the sub. Uh in THX mobile, well, I think Joe's he kind of had two questions. One was he's looking for a 5.2 AVR that doesn't break the bank. That was okay. one of them. And then the other one was, what do we think about the performance of the sub with the monolith or the, in the monolith kit? Okay. So I think yeah, we just kinda, you just kind of talked about that one, about the performance of the sub with the different modes enabled that they reach lower. So I think that we're good with that one. Yeah. Uh, the outstanding one then is the 5.2 AVR recommendation. Yeah. So I would say um, if you're going to go with like a Denon, you know, I think that's a good place to start. Mm -hmm. Just reliable. Just because they're using the kind of the, like a similar platform, they've been using the same platform for a long time. So, yeah, just you know that that leads to stability when they don't change stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I would say maybe look for the least expensive one that has XT32. If you're if you're not looking to expand, right? So 5.2, um, at least XT32 because you have a higher resolution with if you were to use multi QX, mm -hmm. right? So. Uh, if you wanted to go with one with pre-outs, I think you have to go with something like the Denon X3700H, the 3800. You know, you can you don't have to get the newest model all the time. So it depends on if you're trying to save some money. Yeah. Um, 3600 can do. Yeah. So I think that that's that's basically it. Those are the things I would look out for. They're, the changes aren't huge each model year. You know, every year they're going to come out with a new one because yeah. they have to almost right. So, so Facebook Marketplace used uh, accessories for less might be a place to go check there too because they have refurbed and reconditioned ones often for pretty decent deals. I've seen some people like recommend accessories for less. Did you just say that? Yeah, yeah. I've used them myself. Okay. And they're legit because sometimes their prices are like really low. <laughs> yeah, no, I've bought a few things from them and I've recommended other people buy from them and I've not had anybody come back to me and say they have any issues. A matter of fact, I bought a used Denon receiver from them years ago. And it's still at the house that I sold because I left this, the system in that house. And the guy's still running as far as I know. I've not heard anything from him about it. That's been almost a year now. Yeah. All right. What else we got? What other questions we got? It's hard to uh, see, John. Let's see. Um, okay. I'll roll through here. Oh, we see Paul. Joe knows all the dates when his wife tells him the dates. There you go. That's right. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Um, seeing any questions in here? I know there's some tough starred, but real, real quick, uh, siphoning about that Denon thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, they have the X series, right? Which I believe all have uh, XC32, and then they have the S series. They're less expensive stuff. Yeah, 
So I don't know the exact model numbers, S740, something like that, you know. Right. I've actually got some up right now. I mean, I'm looking at the 1700H, AVR 1700H, and it's got uh, Multi-Q XT, but it's not the XT32. Yeah. And then I I see what you're saying about the S's. I mean, there's a S660H five-channel, it's 5.2, but it doesn't have Multi-XQ. My aunt wanted one just for, uh, you know, just for the HDMI, basically. Yeah. Like she had some speakers and uh, she just wanted to be able to control it all from one remote. Okay. So I said, well, you need, you need a newer a- AVR because she had an old, old Denon, right? Yeah. And uh, so I just said, just get the cheapest one. As long as it has HDMI, you're, you're kind of good to go, yeah, right? Yeah. And I was surprised because the lowest, the least expensive Denon actually doesn't even have Odyssey. Hmm. Like it had its own, like just generic room correction. And I went to run it and didn't even run. Like it didn't go through the process. It just kept like sweeping every speaker over and over. That's kind of weird. Yeah. It was kind of weird. So anyway, don't buy, don't buy the least expensive one. That's for sure. That thing was weird. And I couldn't do anything to it. Like I couldn't, I couldn't uh, apply any PQs. No way that you can run uh multi QX on there. Not even the $20 editor app. So yeah. All the yeah. X series have XT, not XT32, until the 3000 series. Thank you, Snoots. Yeah. Thank you for the clarification. Good to know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, what else are you guys saying? Yeah, I don't have any. Um. All right, so when let's see if you can do some brain recalls here. Between the KEFs, the KC, which one did you measure? Or review both? 62. 62. Okay. The 62 or the monoprice eight inch. If you if you had to choose one of those, which one would I'm putting you in spot? Which one would you choose? All right. It depends because money's and money matters. Yeah. Right. What's the price difference, first that's of all? Good, that's a good point. I I was just about to look. KC sixty two. Uh, it's easy. It's easy if the if it gets sent to you. <laughs> it's easy if it gets sent to you oh and you don't pay God. anything. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, easy well, to, to make a choice. Yeah, I'll throw it if up on the screen. You spend your that. money. What's the price? Uh, hold up. I'll just show you. $14.99 for the KC62. <gasps> how many uh, how many of those other ones could you get? Divided by 200, right? So Yeah. That's about Yeah. So, man, I don't Oh, I don't know. Let's say about six or seven, probably six with tax and shipping and stuff like that. So I don't know, man. Um, would I rather get one of those or or six of the monoliths and and a mini DSP something, you know, or you know, some kind of DSP? Yeah. That that would be me though, right? So I also have to consider if it's a two channel guy or just a, somebody who doesn't want to mess around with stuff too much. This thing, this okay. Let me just say this: that thing is cool. First yeah. of all, it's built like a tank. Yeah, it looks like a little, like like a basketball size. That's how small it is. When you get it, you're gonna be like, "Dang, that's tiny!" <laughs> like I'll say, the size yeah. of a basketball, right? There's a good picture. Comparison. Super heavy, like super dense, like metal, and uh, you just can't. You don't expect any base out of the thing when you see the size. You know. Yeah, but they push that to the limit of Hoffman's Iron Law. Okay, all right. So small, you know, but they what they the what they chose was they chose base extension, but they kind of cheated a little bit. They cheated in that they chose base extension, but that's only at low volumes. The, as soon as you start turning it up, mm-hmm. it starts tapering it off, tapering off the low end. Yeah. And so that's why I said, oh, you're going to have fun measuring that thing because it's, it's dynamic. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I have an idea of how I'm going to do it, but I don't know which method I'm going to actually go with or if I'll just, you know, measure it at some like 75 decibels or something and then measure it at 85, you know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I don't really look forward to having to measure it multiple, multiple times. But I do look forward to getting to play with it and see how good it is. Yeah, you know, their marketing was a little tricky with that one, though. Yeah. Did it still say it there where it says 11 hertz? Something yep. like 11 hertz, yep. 105 dB. Like, 105 mm. dB down to 11 hertz. I'm like, uh, 
Mm. I don't know if I'm yeah. that. You got to choose one of those, though. Yeah. So you choose 105, it's not going to 11 hertz anymore. I just don't see that. I really just don't see that. So that, that throws me. Yeah. But we'll see. You're going to see. You're going to see. Yeah. They just use the crap out of the DSP. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it'll do. It'll probably. I think you'll be able to measure 11 hertz. But at low, low, low volumes. Got to be low. You know? Yeah. Kind of slick like that. I like I like what they're doing. I like I that. I what the KC92 is. So here's the KC92. It's only, I say only, it's only $500 more. And uh, what has it got? That one I heard is pretty beast too. Snoops has some of those, I think. Dual not So dual nons. Frequency I'm sure response. he's probably in, this, in the comments here telling you you should review that case. What is that? KC92? Yeah, no, I'm, I am. Um, I actually oh, got an email today saying that they were going to yeah, ship both of them for me to review. So, and I think they just went on sale too, because I get, you know, you get those emails from Kef and whoever else you happen to email or sign up with before for something. Mm -hmm. so every time Kef has a sale, I got an email about whatever it is that go on sale. Last week, I got an email from them. Let's see here. Yeah, Snoots. As someone who uses the KF, KF92 or KC? KF92. Okay. I can tell you the limitation of the KF subs are SPL. They will surprise you in every other way for their size. So, yeah. I mean, dual you know knives. What, you know what, it, it, dual knives can get pretty loud. It's just at what frequency? That's always the the question, you know? Yeah. The JL. Well, I, love, I like how they do it tricky, though, you know? So it's true that it'll get down low, just at low volume. So it's just dynamic like that. Yeah. I'm curious to see if you can actually, I don't know if you should try it, but you you know how you take out all the drivers? Mm, you, yeah, you know how I'll the drivers like it, together? How, how does that happen? Like, how do you get, I don't yeah. understand how that happens. I don't know. I'm willing to bet they'll be like, no, nah, let's not do that. Cause I think they're sending me their review units, you know, the ones that make the rounds to everybody else. So they probably wouldn't want me to, to take that one apart. This JL audio one is one that I'm also interested in playing around with too. Uh -huh. And uh, let's see what they say. Eight inch subwoofer for 500 watts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. That's the, uh, Charlie Chocolate Factory, 31 to 112, plus or minus 1.5 dB, negative 3 at 29. So these seem mm. more like believable specs to me. Yeah. Anyway, all right, well, I'll get rid of that. Sure so that. Um, can you can you talk a, a little bit about, you know, what you're, what you're doing with your rod, or is that, is that a secret still? With my rod? Yeah, I'm putting in a stereo, and it's going to be dope, but I haven't started posting many okay. pictures yet because I'm still, everything's getting installed right now is it is it one of the head units that pulls out like you like has a handle no no so i'm keeping the oem one in there i'm not touching the oem electronics that's all staying other than the amplifiers being bypassed there's three amplifiers in that thing man like three separate amplifiers and the weird thing is is two of them are in the back but the other one is up front in the passenger uh footwell uh, area it's crazy well, well how many amps i saw you you showed a picture yeah. And you had how many amps? I'm running six amplifiers for my system. So I'm running three-way left and right. So tweeter, okay. mid, mid-bass, and then a dedicated center, and then a subwoofer. So this, so I'm going to have an extra channel or two left over at the mid-bass or each getting bridged for 300 watts. And then the well, tweeter and I the mid. I guess I was kind of curious why you needed all separate amps. Why was that a, uh, your, your choice? Because I know they have like amps with like like a lot of channels and stuff, right? Well, for one thing, is that Tesla's charging system or not charging system, but their um, accessory system batteries are fifteen point five volt. And if I wanted to get a regulator and step down to fourteen volt or less, I could have done that. But I really didn't want to do that. I wanted to take advantage of the fifteen point five volts that are native to the car. And there's not many amplifiers that will accept that kind of voltage input. Or the power and the ones that i chose happen to be but right now they only make stereo and mono amplifiers in that particular design so i just got six of them and that's it's nothing but wire i mean that really that's at the end of the day it's just extra power wire and a distribution block crazy though it just looks it just looks crazy you know like if dope. you had that in your home and you just laid them out like let's see your system and you just had like six amps right there it'd be like dang that's a lot. That's pretty dope, man. I'm excited. 
And that 18 in the back is going to be do- And it's not like, it's not even to get loud at 50 hertz. It's that I can, it's so I can hit 20 or below without even breaking a sweat. You know, that's the goal. Wow. I've never used those uh, infinite baffle subs. They work well. I mean, you don't, not every sub works that way, but a lot of subs, as long as the Q is above like 0.5, you're mostly all right. You got to make sure the FS is reasonable too. Like you don't want to run a subwoofer infinite baffle if the FS is 40 hertz, you know, because below that it's just blah, 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 doing all that crap. So you really yeah. mind the excursion. But when the FS is lower, you can get away with doing it. And in car audio, you also get the benefit of gain, right? So that gives me a little bit of gain there. But yeah, and the other thing too is it's like the home audio guys where I'll see tons of 18s or 24s, you know, on their front walls. I mean, a stack of them, and I'm not knocking it. It's cool. But then you'll see a bookshelf speaker standing next to it. And it's like, well, why? So you can have 30 dB extra of 60 hertz and below. You know, it doesn't buy you. At some point, your fronts need to be able to keep up with your subwoofers. Luckily, it's not a lot of people that do that. But when I see it, I'm always like, why? Don't do that. Get you some big boy speakers up front or get you some high sensitivity speakers. You know, that makes more sense. Distribute the woofers, those kind of things. Can you hear the infinite baffle from the outside? I was yeah. always wondering because, like, it's open to the outside. Yep. But now, like, how is it obnoxious? Like, uh, low frequencies, it's not. No, I mean, low frequencies is not any worse than if it were sealed inside the car for the okay. most part. Yeah. So for for the for the folks who don't know infinite baffle, can you kind of explain that? Because we're yeah, I'm I mean, assuming so, that everybody knows what that is. Yeah, I mean, the idea it, it really is what it sounds like if you take a baffle. So a baffle is responsible for reinforcing sound at certain frequencies. So as long as the speaker is radiating basically omnidirectionally, then any sound that would have traveled behind the speaker is now reinforced and goes back toward the front. So you double the SPL. And, well, actually, I guess you more than double it because it's like 60 B. Is that right? Double? Anyway, you add more output. Um, And that's what baffle step is. So if you take a mid-range and you put it on a baffle like this wide and let's say that mid-range by itself measures completely flat as soon as you put it on the baffle the lower frequencies are going to be reinforced uh, yeah well the low to mid frequencies because again it, you got to worry about radiation some frequencies will be reinforced other frequencies won't and they'll just kind of drop in spl so you'll get in the response you'll kind of get like a a dropped off response that's baffle step response um so with that in mind an infinite baffle will provide infinite reinforcement to the lowest of frequencies, down to one hertz. If it were truly infinite, it would reinforce the lowest of frequencies. But there's really no such thing as a truly infinite baffle, right? I mean, it, it, maybe it's the length of your room and that's 20 feet. 20 feet, I don't know what that is in wavelength, but let's just say it's 40 hertz. I'm, I'm making up a number. Um, so you would get reinforcement down to 40 hertz and then also your room plays into that kind of thing. But that's what... That's what infinite baffle is, is the idea that the baffle is reinforcing the lower frequency content um, fully. So in a car, like what I'm what I'm doing, it's it's a different take on it, right? So in car audio, infinite baffle isn't truly an infinite baffle. It's the idea that you're putting a speaker into a location where there is no restriction from an enclosure. So that's the flip side of it. And that's how it's, it's often used incorrectly, but we understand that's what it means. So the other side of infinite baffle isn't so much about the baffle. It's about that there is no enclosure impeding any of the acoustic function. I just had a funny image. Yes. Is, is it that like, if you wanted to imagine what it'd be like to be inside of the subwoofer enclosure, yeah. Yeah. that's you. <laughs> There's a sub, you know, and that's yeah, just I mean, you inside of the enclosure. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's very true. If, and then I guess the other way to think about the reason that people would want to run infinite baffle is because if you take a subwoofer and you put it in the right size enclosure, the roll off is going to, I mean, the roll off is always dependent upon the enclosure size or the enclosure design, the port or seal or whatever. If you make that enclosure too small, then what you wind up doing is you create a peak at some frequency but then it rolls off drastically below that frequency. And the opposite is if you go so large that the enclosure has no effect on the performance of the speaker, it's basically like there's no enclosure behind it. 
And that's in car audio, that's what infinite baffle is. And in home audio, really, I guess that's kind of the same thing. You'll see people do manifolds, like multiple drivers, dual opposed on a manifold stuck in the ceiling or the sidewall or something like that. There's all sorts of ways to do it. But those are the two uses of the term infinite baffle. Well, you know, the, the way that I can kind of understand it is like the way my brain works is I kind of take it to the different extremes, right? Yeah. So if I take a sub, have you, if anybody's taken a subwoofer and plugged it in and like played something out of it, you know that you don't hear any bass. Yeah. There's, that's like, what do you call that? It's like the opposite, like a zero, zero baffle. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. And, and why is that? Why is it that you don't hear any bass? Uh, from just a, a subwoofer on its own? I mean, I, I, I think I know the answer, but there's I'm just, no, yeah, I'm, just, I'm no playing problem. along so that you can explain it. There's no, there's no acoustic suspension from the baffle or from the subwoofer enclosure itself either. Because the subwoofer's enclosure is what makes, uh, I guess, the, the subwoofer do certain things, right? It'll change the response of the subwoofer natively. And so you can get to a certain tuning frequency or things like that with the right enclosure. Head to, Angel said, head to where we are. So somebody said free air. I haven't heard that. Oh, yeah, free air referred to, isn't it the same as what it used to be? Yeah, so not in my experience, but I'm, I'm familiar with that. Free air most of the time is people will just hang a subwoofer off a rear deck. And the problem with that and what makes it different than infinite baffle is an infinite baffle, that baffle is sealed off completely. So if you're talking about the rear deck of a car and you put a subwoofer or you, let's say you hang some six by nines off of that thing, that rear deck has holes in it so the panels can snap into place and various other things, pressure points and stuff like that in the car, pressure release points for the car. So that way, when you close the door, your ears don't pop. Um, there's vents on the out, that vent to the outside of the trunk. And if those vents weren't there from the rear deck into the trunk area, then your ears will pop when you close the doors. So that that wall or that deck isn't completely sealed off from the trunk. Infinite baffle, you would lay like a layer of MDF down on top of it, and then you would spray foam it or silicone it. You would seal up all those holes so there's no cancellation of any sound waves from the rear of the speaker to the front of the speaker. That, that's the difference between free air and infinite baffle. So, it, it, like when you run it, uh, Angela's telling me where to go. So, it, when you run it, let's say... Uh, with with no baffle, right? Just you're playing the woofer by itself, and there's no bass. Yeah. Does it have anything to do with like the the back wave canceling what's coming yeah. out the front or anything? Yeah, for sure. So that's that's okay. kind of what I was saying about the freer difference versus infinite baffle is when you seal those holes up, there's no more cancellation from the rear wave to the front wave anymore. Uh oh, we losing Joe. Here while Joe's coming back. Marv bought a pair of Polk R200 for 350, sold it for 500. Now there is a pair of SVS Ultra Gloss Black for sale with stands in my area for 500. Thinking of buying them to try. SVS Ultra? Yeah, might as well, man. They're pretty good speakers. I say go for it if you're interested in them. And then this is a question for Joe when Joe gets back. Can you hear us? Let's play the game of trying to figure out where Joe is. Oh, there's Angela. Oh, okay. I see where he is. There he is. All right. All right. You're over in uh, California Adventure, right? All right. There he is. All right. I'm here. I'm back. Okay. Sorry about that. No I know worries. this is very unprofessional, but this is a daily hi-fi podcast. I mean, we can talk about anything right here. That's exactly right. Happy birthday, happy birthday to Gracie. Happy birthday. Thank you. You're Hi, welcome. Mom. Ooh, who's that lovely lady? Hi, Rem. Hey, girl. So that's what I'm up to. So if it's a little bit unprofessional, then so be it, you know? Yeah, it is, it is, just, I'm here, right? That's what this is. You showed up. That's, how did you set up your three subs, your monolith, eight inches? And how uh, so two of them are in my living room that are, it's a pretty large space, but, um, you know, it, it works. I have them corner loaded. 
Mm-hmm. I always like to corner load the subs because extra, you know, extra output. Might as well. If you're running EQs, that's and you what can I like to do. Stuff. I just, you know, if there's extra bass caused by the room, okay, cool. I'll take it, and then I'll just EQ out what I don't need. Yep. You know, that's I'd prefer to do that. Um, so that's how how I have the two, and then the other one is in my studio when I have it set up near field, meaning, um, yeah, it, it's near field. So, so basically, uh, I don't need very much output, which is good because it doesn't have a ton of output. You know, so that's why I'm able to put it to the 24 hertz setting, uh, the EQ one, and it sounds sounds awesome. You know, because I don't need so much output. So that's that's the way I have it set up. Yeah. Oh. Does that answer it? I think that answers it. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. Parker probably needs to play around with just moving them to different places. See um, what works best. Pick corner loaded, like pushed up your... all the way up to the two walls. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not touching. Uh, mm-hmm. What I try to do is I try to make sure that no cables are touching. You know, like you can, you don't want it like so your RCA cables are up against the thing. You're, <laughs> you don't want it that. You know. Right. It's somewhat close. You could stack them. Just put all three yeah. of them right on top of each other, like rail. Uh, AA says I'm getting the 12s from RSL this week. Woohoo! It's a big boy. You don't want to review those, Aaron. Keep stay with those small subs because that like thing small is. Subs. Keep my. Back. I'll warn you beforehand. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when the monolith, I should have the, the the original THX what is 13. I should have warned you. Like just 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 pass on that one, dude. That well, then I would have to say it's awesome, but for for your back, for your back, you know, for your health and safety, I would say pass on that one. Yeah, they have instructions on how to get it out of the box, so just that lets you know. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, Scott, uh, Scottyo. So what's up, Scotty? So uh, he's he's actually using those subs and the monolith satellites in his setup and he's painting he's he's doing it all up you know yeah, painting yeah. the wall setting it up real nice yeah. um base and his system is based on that system that we both reviewed so that that might tell you something about it you know yeah i think if it sucked you'd be like eh, i'll just keep the room exactly as is and whatever for but, sure yeah for a small room that's that 5.1 setup price is ridiculously cheap. i'm glad you i'm glad we agree on most things you know that yeah, because I don't even I feel, watch your stuff because I don't even want to know. I'm like, gosh, we're probably not going to agree on this, so I just don't even watch it. I watch, I watch your stuff, but um, I'm kidding, man. I actually did. I have to go back to the drink. Hi there. Um, yeah, yeah. So it, it's just interesting. I'm always curious. Like, I always watch your videos, especially the ones where you review something that I've also reviewed, just to see because you're just saying, you know, you're just telling the data straight up, right? Yeah. So it's like. It keeps me in check, right? It's yeah, like actually, I pulled up your video to scroll through it to find if you'd posted the uh, frequency response of that subwoofer because I was curious to see. But then mm-hmm. I don't remember if I even found it. Did I find it? Yeah, I have it. I have it on there. I have the oh, it was the other EQ profiles. Yeah, the e- yeah. yeah, the other yeah. EQ. Um, I'm always just kind of curious to see how to know how accurate the measurements are because I'm just doing a near field measurement of those subs because i have to put the mic super close right. otherwise immediately like the room is interacting like crazy right but yeah. I, I always have issue with like integrating the port because that's almost like acts like as a different driver and yeah. so i'm like ah that's the part where it gets a little tricky i can the driver if i'm doing just a driver i'm pretty sure i'll get a pretty solid um measurement but then it's like yeah the port is a little bit tricky for me yeah Anyway, no, I hear you. There's actually a, a um, an equation for that. To when you measure the near field and combining ports and things like that, it's in one of my books. I'll have to try to remember to send it to you. Well, that would be great if I had your contact information and I could maybe message you and you could teach me about this stuff. Yeah, if only, if only. But Except you never respond. I, like you know, we're over here talking about portable refrigerators, all this interesting stuff, and Aaron's just like, I'm taking pictures of ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what are y'all talking about refrigerators for? Because they're tight. Man, look. Alright, look at this audience, right? So this audience is supposed to be about audio, right? Yeah. But I didn't know. I was asking these guys 
you know, our, our uh, patrons and our members, we have our own like little private group chat on Facebook messenger. And we just chat about pretty much everything all, all day, every day. Right. Yeah. Um, and we're just talking about, um, I was asking about coolers, you know, cause we're going to have a party for, for, for Gracie. And, uh, I didn't have a cooler and I, I'm, I knew one of these guys would know something about coolers. Right. And right. of course, like a couple of them came out with their opinion, making videos. Paul made a little video about why he was, she used to get this like orange cooler. Right. <laughs> but then, but then I look, I look and I didn't know that there was such thing as portable refrigerators. Yeah. I didn't either until I saw y'all talking about that. Portal, like it runs on batteries and it's a, it's like a legit freezer. So, and they're not expensive. It's like about the same price as a Yeti. So I was like, what? Yeah. Like that's amazing. Right. Like, your car runs on batteries. That's amazing. Yeah. Like in my mind, I'm like, that's sounds crazy. It runs on batteries. It's crazy. And like for a long time, I feel you know, cause you, about you, generators. I think small portable generators are awesome. Cause I have a huge, huge, like Briggs and Stratton motor generator. That's okay. probably a hundred and something pounds or 150 pounds. And you just got two wheels and you have to lug it around. And now they've got these generators, you know, that you can just like carry with one hand and they won't power a whole house, but they'll do a whole lot. You know, Four, yeah, 4,000 watts, yeah. 6,000 watts, 7,000 watts. Like, yeah, they get pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just interested in that sort of stuff. You know, do you remember having a, I used to have a RC, RC car back in the day, 9.6 V turbo bandit. Mm -hmm. right? I don't know what kind of batteries those were, but like the, it was fast. But then yeah. I had like a cheap one back in the day too, that only ran on double A's. <sighs> And it would just kill the batteries. Like you'd play with it once and it's like, oh, I got to get new batteries. Yeah. And so you try to go cheap and buy those, like, you know, those, uh, what were those? Like, not, not like, like not energizer. Like it was yeah. the ones that were like, Rail it was the right chemistry. Rail Rail back. <laughs> Rail back. That yeah. was it. You get those and they're like light, like, you know, they, they didn't, yeah. they weren't right, you know, yeah. but you throw those in and you play with it once and like, it was dead. So Dude. the fact that your car, can drive like a legit distance like a legit car yeah <laughs> with you in it yeah you could drive like that's Battery. amazing yeah it's cool remember like i had the game gear you know like or the game boy and i'd get like maybe three hours of play time out of it before i had to replace the battery and then my parents were like this is the worst decision ever buying him this thing for christmas or whatever you know like yeah. it's gonna cost us a fortune in batteries and then you, that's when rechargeable batteries became a thing, at least to me. It was like, oh, you can buy this, but the yeah. pack of rechargeable batteries is fifty dollars. You know, so yeah. if you get money for you get money for Christmas to spend money on video games, but you couldn't play the video games because you couldn't afford the batteries. So you'd have to spend all your money on rechargeable batteries, and then those would get lost or you'd lose the recharger or something at some point. Yeah. I remember well, those days. The fact that we're doing this live stream here, like you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. All this is all amazing to me. So I'm just very appreciative of this. You know, when I see this stuff, I'm super appreciative of what we have, what we're able to do. And so that's why portable refrigerators, if you didn't know, go check it out. You know, I should probably do like a, a Instagram story about it. You should. I made a daily hi-fi one with the daily hi-fi colors and everything. Okay. But um, it's it runs on a battery for like, it can run for like days. It can run for days and it's like a freezer. Anyway, anyway, that's amazing to me. And I don't have, look at, you were saying the other day, oh, you don't have any product. There it is. Yeah, man. We got a hat on, so you don't need product. Yeah. Um, yeah if anybody knows what's up about portable car refrigerators, 12 volt refrigerators, yeah, message me on uh, on uh, Instagram or something. I don't know. Oh, not going to lie, Railvac rechargeable work pretty well for my remotes. Yeah, for remotes, I think they do. But for anything that seemed to consume power, you thought you were getting a good deal. It's like, man, I can get a, a pack of like 20 batteries for 10 bucks or whatever it was. All right. And then they'd last like an hour. I remember my first MP3 player I bought with money from my high school graduation. So this was 2001. Yeah, 2001. And I don't remember who made it. I do remember that it was 32 megabytes right? It would hold five songs. Like that's all I could get on it. And it took one or two triple A's. It would die within three or four hours tops. I was replacing the battery so much on that thing that I finally just got rid of it, went back to a CD player 
So this is when I was riding BMX. I would have the CD. I would have to cut my pockets, like the outside of part part of my pockets, just so I could cram the CD player down into my pocket. And I rode around the CD. And this, then finally, it came out with the was it J River or River yeah. something? I think had like a little portable MP3 player. I bought that, and then Apple came out with their original shuffle. Remember that with the US? It was a USB. Yeah. Plug it right in your computer. That was my my first like legit MP3 player. Was that Apple Shuffle? I thought That's I was funny. riding cloud. Okay. High River. Here's a, here's, a, here's a question for you. So the good batteries back in the day were like alkaline, right? So it says alkaline on it. What what did it say on those rail back ones? Do you remember what kind of chemistry it was? It was a different no, chemistry. See, let me know in the in the comments here. I'm sure one of you guys knows. Cheap enough. Let me know what kind of yeah, chemistry on those rail backs because they were just. They were lighter. There was something different about them. Um, yes. That's when the Apple iPod killed it with the iPod. So I owned an iPod, but I still had a shuffle because the shuffle could just take a beating. The iPods had a hard disk in them, right? But the shuffles were flash memory. So I could ride with the shuffle, and I could, like, crash and land on top of it, and it would just take a beating and never skip a beat, literally. But you could, if you rode with an iPod, you could skip it. And if you had a bad wreck, that's three or four hundred dollars. And at that age, I think I was probably twenty-three. I guess when those things came out, that's right. Michael Squires knows nickel. He says nickel. Is it, was it nickel cadmium? Nickel cadmium? 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 Yes. Nickel cadmium. Like no. I had a Zune. I'm so sorry, man. I had one friend who had a Zune. I mean, Microsoft <laughs> uh, did some great things. Whoever but, made that thing? Yeah, the Zune was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and Microsoft Paint. Now they got Paint 3D. That's cool, but Paint's terrible as well. But the Zoom was, that was a travesty, man. I, I remember trying to load music onto my friend's Zoom one time, and the amount of hurdles I had to jump. I don't even know why they bothered with that. They should have just said, "We'll let Apple have this and focus our efforts." Zoom like was the best. Hey, one time, Angela bought me um for my birthday. It was like the first year we together. First year we were together? Was it? Yeah. She bought she bought me for my birthday a, um, an HD DVD, like when they first came out. Wow. And it was kind of like, you know, it was like the in-between, yeah. which one is going to win. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, thanks. And then was we it read 300? Eight. Yeah, she's like, you don't like it, huh? I'm like, nah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be Blu-ray. I think it's going to be Blu-ray. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> we returned it. Okay. Thank you for that. We, we still joke about that. It's like a funny Your thing. I wasn't impressed. Bummer. Yeah. Oh. It was a nice thought, though. All right. I still have a mini disc player. I, this is a comment, right? I, I don't have one anymore, but I had two of them, and those things were pretty awesome, too. I do remember those. It just took forever to transfer stuff to them. Michael Squires says, follow the prawn industry. Yeah. If you want to know what media is going to win, follow the prawn industry. I'm telling my sister because that's very appropriate for this. Yeah, prawn. (laughs) Remember Napster. I got a lot of DJ only club mixes, was the only one to get them without being a real DJ. Napster, dude. I used to download so many songs and make mixed CDs for my girlfriend at the time and then all of her friends and I, I just I remember great days man Napster was the bomb oh. I still haven't we should just DVD player our show should just be all about reminiscing about the old audio tech I'm okay with That's that it. then LimeWire okay and then there was BearShare that was another one BearShare Bear Share, Morpheus FrostWire what do you got oh, what do you got Man, we were some straight up pirators. Kazaa. The Zoom was the worst. It would start off fast and then transfer would slow to a crawl. Yeah. How about the AOL chat rooms where you had to like say a little something and then they would send it to you? ASL. <laughs> they send it to your email. Oh, AOL? See, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who remembers that? You got to go in the chat room and then yeah, yeah, yeah. make a You're request. Like, I want yeah, I remember um, getting what was it like a video, uh, some video games from there. I remember not uh, not three doors down, uh, Third Eye Blonde, Third Eye Blonde's first CD I got from that. I remember, dude. I remember my first MP3 was Will Smith getting jiggy with it. 
That was my first MP3. And and I wanted to ride with it, but they didn't have MP3, MP3 players, and I was in ninth grade. So I downloaded it. I played it over my speakers, my computer speakers. I had a player, and I hit play and record at the same time, you know, and recorded the audio off of my PC speakers. That's how I was able to transfer it to a tape. That's hilarious. I remember one of the first things, you know, I used AOL for. And don't, don't say prawn because it's definitely not that. I'll just tell you right now, the way that those loaded, my mom's are The way it loaded, man, you, can't, you couldn't. You know what I mean? No. You'd, be like, You'd be over it. You can't do it. You can't anymore. Do I'm hungry. Not appropriate at that. It wasn't ready, you know? Yeah. But I remember the first thing I looked for was um, like all the moves for Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat 2, and like all the finishing moves. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, oh, I got them all. And then I took it to the arcade, like, yeah, let's see what's up now. Yeah. And all right. the moves. I remember those days, too. I remember downloading. Now you just press pause and it shows you all the moves. Does it? Yeah, like on on a console, you know, you press you press like pause and it shows you all your moves right there. I'm like, that's not. You don't have to memorize them. You don't have to memorize phone numbers. Yeah, that's not cool. I don't appreciate that at all. You got to make it harder. Have you seen the the commercials for Mortal Kombat One? Like the new Mortal Kombat, but I think it's called Mortal Kombat with the number one. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's like, I guess it's a throwback to, I don't know, maybe one of the people in the chat can tell us, but I, the way I think it is, it's like a, a prequel, I guess. But the graphics look ridiculous. I don't, I quit playing video games a long, long, long time ago. But when I see Mortal Kombat stuff, I'll watch it. Just because I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, he says you couldn't save Nintendo games. Had to beat it unless you had a game genie. Unless you had a game genie. The game genie is like like magic beans oh, yeah. for Nintendo. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I threw that in right there. There you go. It's Mortal Kombat reboot. Okay, all right. I was curious. It looks like it has like a bajillion characters in it, though. You know, it's crazy. Out here. Sorry. Um. What else is it? so, Sadio? Okay. Seven plus. All right, I'll stand it up. What else you got going on, man? What else you got? I know you have your your back thing, so I don't want to keep you too late. And I got my family, I got food here, you know, waiting for me. So, and I don't know, China's probably sleepy. He probably forgot. So. Yeah, he might be. What else do I got going on? Nothing, man. I've got Triangle Borea Borea B R O three. I've got to do those. Dude, that's a that's a that's an old speaker that it like is, was man. super popular. But I've had a lot of people ask me about it. So, and one of my patrons. Asked me if I would review it, and I was like, "Sure, why not?" So I ordered it, and it's—I mean, it's all right. I'm just like, Ugh. "That's exactly what I was saying. It's all right. It looks nice. It looks kind of nice for what it is." Yeah, I think the with bar, that one, you're paying more the face for plug, What do you think about it? Yeah, a little much it doesn't, from that? I don't, there's some issues. Uh, They—I think the crossover is too high on, and I'm going actually going to remeasure it, not fully, but I'm just going to figure out where the crossover point is on it. I think yeah, the crossover is too high. You know, so when that came out, like there were other YouTube reviewers that are raving about it so crazy yeah. that, like, when that happens, like, the thing better freaking be good. Yeah. Right? Like, if you're, you're raving either. that much, right. like, if you're saying, like, you know, if it's, if you're saying there's going to be a hurricane, better be like a little bit more than some rain. You know what I mean? You would hope. Saying. Well, maybe so, you would hope, I don't want them. Um, just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, if you're going to hype something up as much as some people did, and I, I'm not I'm, look. I believe that they really liked it. I don't think it's. I don't think they're like trying to deceive people. I think that they genuinely liked it for whatever reason. Yeah. But I think part of the reason is it looks kind of cool for the price. Yeah. So they were right. sold on the looks, right? More than the sound. Um, Psychoacoustic. But, but yeah, when I heard it, I measured them. I'm like, I guess. I guess you know. I, mean, I think there's, there are better values, you know. There's yeah. not a bad, it's not the worst speaker, but it's not like the craziest speaker I've ever heard. Yeah, I mean that to me that that one is uh, the perfect speaker for a non-reviewer reviewer, meaning that it's the perfect speaker for affiliate links because it's a good price, it looks good, and it's all right. So if you are just a shill. 
then you review it and you say great things about it. And then you snag an affiliate link down there, which I do affiliate links. So it's not that it's just about deceiving your audience. So those are the ones that I have issues with where I'm like, really? Like you thought this thing was great. Like, are you freaking deaf? You know, but again, it's not a terrible speaker. It's just the hype that was given to it. I expect this thing to be really, really good. And it's got too many flaws for them to not be noticeable by somebody, by somebody with decent ears or just given a pass, you know, yeah. stuff like that. And that's yeah. not even, that's not the consumer's fault because plenty of consumers like it, but I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, all right. yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an all right speaker. And it's, it's just yeah. one that's piped up like that you expect much, much more. And I think what it is, is it was a, it's a brand that's not extremely popular, right? Yeah. So if you were the first one to review it, right? Let's say if you're that type of reviewer, <laughs> I don't know uh, exactly. I'm not saying any specific reviewer, but if you're the type of reviewer who wants to get lots of views, you know, that's your main goal. Then if it's a speaker that looks good, a name that other people haven't heard, now you're introducing this to the world. Yeah. At the speaker, it's the triangle bro three. Yeah. Right. So if you hype it up, then it's like everybody's very interested in it. Yeah. So yeah. I think that game is over now though. The cripple guys are here. The cripple guys here. Not a bad speaker. I just want to reiterate because I know somebody out there has it and, and I truly don't think it's a bad speaker. It's just the expectation was set so high by all these other reviews that when I heard it. It's almost like it's the opposite. You know, it had the opposite effect for me where I'm just like, all right, I mean, okay, but I don't get it. It's not that great. You know, if nobody had told me anything about it, I might have went in with no expectation and it might have worked out better for the speaker. But luckily I have data, you know, and, and the data can tell its own story. If people don't want to take my subjective opinion for it. We've got that. And that helped. Exactly. Yes, Same deal. All right. Well, Enjoy hey, it, we're up over an hour. I don't all want right. you to, to, you know, be standing for too long. I got to eat a little bit, and I want to hang out with the guys in the after show. All right. Well, we'll end it here, man. You enjoy your family, Tom. Tell them we said what's up. Happy birthday. Talk to you all later. All right. See you guys. All right, man. Later. Later, bro.